Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Hindu Atheist podcast from hinduatheist.org. I'm Ravi Jayagopal. I'm originally from India. I moved to the United States in the year 2000 with my brilliant and beautiful wife Veena Prashant, my late father-in-law who's easily the kindest and most loving father-in-law anyone can ever have, and my daughter who was 1 year old at the time, and of course my son hadn't been born yet. So my wife, my two kids, and the world's sweetest and kindest dog, Vanilla. We all currently live in San Diego, California, and we have been here since 2010. I was born and raised in Chennai or Madras, as it was known when I was still living there. I started this podcast because one day I was sitting back at home thinking, "Hmm, looks like there are about 7.5 billion people in this world, out of which 7 billion people believe in some god or religion. So, what can I possibly do to piss off all those 7 billion people?" And just kidding. So, let me straight away tell you this so I can put you at ease. I did not start this podcast because I'm trying to quote unquote convert you into an atheist. because atheism is not a religion or even a belief system atheism is not a rejection of god it is a lack of belief that there is a god it is just a position that until there is some demonstrable scientific evidence that there is a god we choose to not believe that there is one so i don't care if you believe in a god one god or many gods or 330 million gods like the hindus believe in or you believe in a religion i am not anti god but i am anti religion though because i do believe that the world would be a better place without organized religion that pits humans against each other just because of their belief system i'm a hindu myself or i should say an ex hindu and i'll explain in a little bit as to why i say ex hindu now i have good news and bad news i'll give you the good news first unlike in the movies I'm actually happy to have been born and raised a Hindu because I believe that Hinduism is one of the most secular, peaceful and non-violent religions in the world along with religions like Buddhism. Now Hindus won't say that their gods are the only true gods. Hindus will not say that if you don't believe in our god, you'll go to hell. Hindus won't threaten to to disown you or kill you if you leave the religion. Proof? I'm still living. and my religious god-fearing wife is still married to me and we never argue about me being an atheist hindus didn't go to other countries starting wars and killing and converting people from those countries hindus did not travel the world to spread their religion hindus don't believe that their gods were the ones that created the universe hindus have always loved for their gods to coexist with every other god from every other religion so yes there are a lot of good things about hinduism but that doesn't mean everything in hinduism is true so if you care about the truth and not if just a feel good anecdotal story then keep listening now for the bad news now before i talk about that i want to be very clear i am not criticizing just hinduism every religion has good and bad stuff and guess who made up religion god didn't come down to earth and say this is what religion is people made it up So bad people put bad ideas into all religions. Now, I'm not a Christian or a Muslim, so I don't have much experience with those issues in those religions. So I'm not going to say anything about those things. But from the few atheist podcasts that I listen to, which 
mostly cover Christianity, what I've heard is that the Bible also has verses in it that makes it look like in the Old Testament, slavery was accepted. And it even has verses about how to treat your slaves. If your daughter loses her virginity before marriage, then the Bible says, quote, If, however, the charge is true and no proof of the young woman's virginity can be found, she shall be brought to the door of her father's house, and there the men of her town shall stone her to death. It also says, quote, You shall acknowledge no God but me. You are destroyed, Israel. The people of Samaria must bear their guilt because they have rebelled against their God. They will fall by the sword. Their little ones will be dashed to the ground, their pregnant women ripped open. End quote. Basically, the killing of fetuses and pregnant women. Now, apparently, a lot of Christians will defend this by saying those are bad things and those are only in the Old Testament and they'll ignore it, but the New Testament is good. But then the Christian atheists or the ex-Christian atheists will say, well, the Ten Commandments, which is one of the core laws of the Christians, comes from the Old Testament. Anyway, I'm not Christian. I don't know squat about Christianity other than what I've heard. And even the few verses I just mentioned are from an article titled, Seven Terrible Things the Bible Clearly Says. It's at patheos.com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. If you want to learn more about Christianity and atheism, check out the podcast, The Atheist Experience, which is easily one of my favorite podcasts because the host is one of the most brilliant rational thinkers I have ever encountered. And there are problems with Islam too. There are philosophies and rules that some extremists have adopted and will use and have used to their advantage to the detriment of others. And the same problem with Hinduism too. And casteism is one example. Those who defend Hinduism will say that the original intent of the caste system was not to categorize people by birth, but by their profession. But guess what? The original intent, the quote-unquote original intent of any religion does not matter because that has been lost over hundreds or maybe thousands of years. My point is, if a religion is open to interpretation, then as humans do, a hundred different people will interpret it in a hundred different ways. Some of them will use it for good. Some of them will use it for doing bad. And some of them will take it to the extreme, the extremists, the fundamentalists who will try to adopt it to their own ideologies, their own pre prejudices. And that's the problem with religion. It was made up by people. It was changed over time by people. It will be interpreted differently by different people. And a lot of the harm is actually caused by the people. So religion is not like a, you know, a living person or a thing that you can uh, put in a court of law and say, how can you do this? Or you cannot pass judgment, right? Religion is basically by the people, of the people, for the people. So what good is a religion? It just makes the world a worse place. And you don't need God or religion to be moral. You don't need God or religion to be a decent human being who loves their family and their neighbors and their community. In fact, in the next episode, I will give you a few examples of why morality does not come from a god or religion, and that secular morality is a much better philosophy that makes the world a much better place. Now, I'm going to share some negative things about Hinduism. Again, like I said, it's not because there are bad things only in Hinduism, but it's more like I'm saying, hey, when your own house is burning, worry about your own house first, your own family and your own pets and then worry about somebody else's house. It's the same concept on an airplane. If there's an emergency and the oxygen masks come out, 
then they say, put on your own mask first before helping your family because if you're incapacitated or dead, you really can't help anybody else. There are a lot of bad things that came out of Hinduism. So here's a quote from Ankur Betagiri from the website opendemocracy.net, which I'll link to in the show notes. Quote, If Hinduism were just another religion packaged with superstitions without any bearing on people living in today's globalized world, then there would, wouldn't be a need for people like me, people who actively condemn Hinduism and scream for atheism from the rooftops. But contrary to the ideologically manufactured popular notion, Hinduism is a harmful religion. Like all religions, it functions on an economy of hatred. But instead of directing the hatred solely at the outsider, like in Islam, or inward at oneself and all of humanity, like in Christianity, hatred in Hinduism is graded according to a hierarchy defined by birth. End quote. And that is the caste system he's referring to. The Hindu caste system is easily one of the most evil and cruel things ever created. And Hinduism created it and promotes it to this day. The fact that there is a hierarchy of human beings with Brahmins being at the top and Shudras, the untouchables, at the bottom is such a disgusting ideology that should not exist in today's world. To quote from hrw.org, again, I'll link to that in the show notes, quote, Despite its constitutional abolition in 1950, the practice of quote-unquote untouchability, the imposition of social disabilities on persons by reason of birth into a particular caste remains very much a part of rural India, representing over one-sixth of India's population or some 160 million people. Dalits endure near-complete social ostracization. I know, I, I didn't pronounce that correctly. That's the best I could do. Untouchables may not cross the line dividing their part of the village from that occupied by higher castes. They may not use the same wells, visit the same temples, or drink from the same cups in tea stalls. Dalit children are frequently made to sit at the back of classrooms. In what has been called India's hidden apartheid, entire villages in many Indian states completely remain segregated by caste. End quote. So for the longest time, Shudras were never allowed into a place of worship where, where higher caste people worshipped. Shudras have always been treated like they are inferior and not worthy of respect or consideration. I'm willing to bet a lot of money that even today there are probably Hindus that won't let Shudras into their homes. Now before you say, Ravi, that's such an outdated concept that no longer exists today. That was a thousand years ago. Not so fast, my friend. There's a news report from January 2020, just about a year ago, that reports that a Dalit man, basically a Shudra, quote-unquote untouchable, was beaten by a Hindu temple priest because he was ordered not to be in the temple and asked to leave, and he refused. Think about that. 2020. We're not talking about 1920 or 1740. We're talking about 2020. Link is in the show notes. During Ganesha Chaturthi, millions of Ganesha idols are immersed into oceans and rivers and lakes, destroying and polluting them beyond repair. And it happens every year, over and over again. And what's worse is, when the procession with the tens of thousands of Hindus have to cross 
Muslim localities in order to get to the lake or river or ocean so that they could immerse the Ganesha idols. That's when some of the biggest Hindu-Muslim violence used to happen every year. And it definitely happened. I don't know if it happens now, but it certainly happened every single year that I was alive and still living in India. And it was such a scary part of the year for people and businesses. A lot of people would just avoid those going anywhere near those uh, locations. We would not even go to the beach because it was closed and we knew the procession was coming. So much chaos and, and senseless violence and riots and everything else. All because of what? Yes, all in the name of religion. Hindus have literally destroyed the Ganga River by constantly polluting it with dead people's ashes and even actual corpses. The amount of human excretion and filth and trash that is thrown into one of India's biggest and holiest of rivers should put in every Indian to shame. A lot of this is due to poverty and lack of education and facilities. People will still continue to go to Varanasi and immerse their entire body in holy Ganga when it's one of the most toxic, disgusting and poisonous waters anywhere in the world. Brahmins, for the longest time, have not allowed a woman who is on her period to enter the household prayer room or even cook, for that matter. I had a very close friend in college who later got married and strictly followed those same customs. And his wife would not be allowed to cook and uh, during that part of the month, and he would cook and do puja and stuff. She was not even allowed to do that. When I was in college in India, in a small town called Mandya, for the first year, I stayed at a hostel that was called Brahmin's Hostel. Yes, I have been complicit, unknowingly, for the longest time. And it was for Brahmins only. And the general superiority complex, I know that's not a word, uh, it's not the opposite of inferiority complex, but you get the point. The general superiority complex that my fellow inmates had for our quote-unquote Brahmin caste and the disdain they had for other subcastes, even within Hinduism, was absolutely shocking. And I can't even begin to tell you what they called people from other religions. That has left a long-lasting distaste in my mouth about casteism in India. No, I'm not bashing Hinduism by any means. I'm just pointing out that there are bad things in all religions, and Hinduism is no exception. Now, I'm no expert in any of the religions. I have not studied religions. I'm not a scholar, nothing, right? And not even in my own uh, Hinduism, which is what I was born and raised as. I started this podcast because I wanted to talk about a variety of topics, and not just about God or religion. I wanted to bring to light and increase awareness on a number of different topics. Why do you believe there is a God or many gods? What proof have you seen other than a gut feeling or that your parents indoctrinated you into it or the need to feel safe knowing that an all-powerful being is watching over you? What is it about religion that has attracted billions of people to one form or the other when there are so many things wrong with religion, with organized religion, which I will talk about on this podcast over time? Would you believe something just because there are a lot of other people who also believe the same thing? So I wanted to challenge some of your thoughts about God and religion, your preconceived notions or preconceptions. I wanted to talk about superstitions and unproductive childhood indoctrinations in our culture, false and misleading beliefs, dangerous pseudosciences like astrology and palmistry. Now, astrology should not be confused with astronomy. They're two different things, and one is dangerous and one is scientific. I wanted to talk about common fallacies and paradoxes. 
I want to really make you think and also think and learn along with you as I meticulously research each episode. I don't need you to become an atheist. I just want to help you become mindful of your thoughts and ideas and your preconceptions. I want to trigger in you introspection and critical thinking. I want you to be the best person you can be. And that's what I want for myself too. Which means getting rid of outdated concepts and invalid thoughts and philosophies. I don't believe there is sufficient evidence that there is a God or gods because I have not yet seen anything demonstrable for that. Maybe one day I will. I highly doubt it, but we shall see. Atheism is not about saying, no, there is no God. Atheism is about believing that there isn't sufficient evidence that there is a God. Human civilization has been around for what, like 200,000 years? And people probably have been believing in God for most of the time. And till today, 200,000 years later, there's still not one shred of proof of any supernatural, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God. There's not one bit of proof for even just one God, leave alone 330 million gods like uh, the Hindus believe in. And even if 7 billion people believe in a God, that still doesn't mean they're correct or that it is true. There was a time when almost everybody in the world believed that the earth was flat. And the only thing that could change their minds was scientific proof. And even then, the initial proof wasn't good enough. Heck, even in 2021, there still are hundreds of thousands of people around the world who who are referred to as flat earthers who still believe that the earth is flat. And they refuse to accept the overwhelming evidence that the earth is not flat. They'll call all the photographs from space, all the videos of the earth rotating as fake. There are people who call the first moon landing a fake and that it was filmed in a studio. There are people who are saying the new COVID vaccine has mind-controlling microchips embedded in them by Bill Gates. And this is a real video that was shared tens of or probably hundreds of thousands of times on Facebook. Imagine how much more it may have spread through WhatsApp and other social media platforms. So just because there are others who believe something doesn't mean you or I also should. So before you outright reject any of these things I'm about to discuss on this podcast, not just on this episode, but in in up and coming episodes, please do me a favor, put aside all your preconceived notions just for a little bit and just hear me out. Obviously, I don't have the superpower of mind control, so it's not like I, I can, you know, wave my hand and get you to believe in something that you would never have believed in otherwise. Maybe, just maybe, I can get you to revisit some of your thoughts and feelings and ideas, and maybe that will help you reach a new level of awareness that you didn't have before. So relax, I'm not anti-God, I'm not going to bash any God, because as far as I'm concerned, human beings made God up. All the stories are human-made, so if there are any bad things in in those stories and teachings, it is because of the humans who created it not because God created it, which is why I'm against organized religion that promotes the mistreatment of any living being. I consider myself a humanist, not a Hindu. So why the word Hindu in the name of the podcast? Well, it is kind of a paradox. It's kind of to prove a point, to make the person looking at the title say, what, Hindu and an atheist? How can that be? So maybe they'll listen to my show. Plus it's catchy and more powerful than simply saying Indian atheist. So, according to AmericanHumanist.org, quote, Humanism is a progressive philosophy of life that, without theism or other supernatural beliefs, affirms our ability and responsibility to lead ethical lives of personal fulfillment that aspire to the greater good. 
And according to criticalthinking.org, quote, critical thinking is that mode of thinking about any subject, content, or problem in which the thinker improves the quality of his or her thinking by skillfully analyzing, assessing, and reconstructing it. So I would like to think of myself as a critical thinker, at least a budding critical thinker in progress. And I like to think that I'm 100% believer of science. Of course, I'm still learning a lot about these things, like being able to challenge my own beliefs and mental fixities and preconceived notions that have been ingrained in me and indoctrinated into me since childhood by people around me and by my culture. I wasn't always an atheist. I have been a skeptic for the longest time, but there was that one last line I still wasn't ready to cross until about a year ago. And that is completely questioning the existence of an all-seeing, all-knowing supreme being. I have never been comfortable with religion or rituals. I dislike the idea of a God's plan, that everything is predestined and that everything happens for a reason, that there's something called karma, especially in the context of rebirth, because I don't believe in rebirth. I believe that once we're dead, we're gone. It's like a light switched off. It's like when you're given anesthesia, you don't know what happens next. And basically, death is that you never come back from that anesthesia. Basically, I refuse to accept anything at face value just because it is in my religion or culture or something that I previously believed in for a long time. I no longer accept anything that doesn't have evidence or is not demonstrably true. I reject anything for which there is no evidence. I reject the idea that we have a soul and that it's just our body that dies and the soul is reborn or that there is a heaven or hell. There are two and a half billion Christians who believe that Jesus is the one true God and anybody who's not a true Christian will go to hell. On the other hand, there are 1.8 billion Muslims who believe that Allah is the one true God and anybody who's not a Muslim will go to their version of hell. So basically, according to one religion or the other, everybody on this planet is going to hell. How can that be? If you If you're not a Christian, you probably don't believe that Adam and Eve were the first two human beings on earth or that the Christian God created the world in seven days. If you are a Hindu, there are 330 million gods to choose from. So your religion and God literally depends on where you happen to be born. And if you were born in any of the Muslim countries, you're probably a Muslim. If you're born in India, there's a good chance you're a Hindu. If you're born in the United States, you're probably going to be a Christian. If you were born in Israel, then you're probably going to be a Jew. So think of how geography and who you were born to, which parents you were born to, and your birthplace determined not just your religion, but your entire worldview and every one of your thoughts and ideas and faith. So that's the kind of stuff I want to talk about on this podcast in future episodes. So what did you think of this episode so far? Would you care to share your thoughts with me about this? Is there anything you agree with? Anything you disagree with? You can send me an email to Ravi, that's R-A-V as in Victor, I, at hinduatheist.org. Or you can go to hinduatheist.org slash contact, and you can email me from there. And you can actually even leave me online voicemail from there using your phone or computer. So you can just click a button, use your phone or computer's built-in microphone, and you can say what you feel, and I'll play your voicemail in the next episode. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you on this podcast, and hopefully we can think and learn and grow together. And if you think you have a case for God, demonstrable proof, how you can show that there is a God, or if you have had any experiences that make you feel so, please let me know by email or by voicemail. And please visit hinduatheist.org, where you can see a player on the page from, from which you can listen to this podcast 
or if you have a podcast app like Overcast or Pocket Cast or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, search for Hindu Atheist and you should find the show. Or you can also follow the links on my homepage at hinduatheist.org. Cheers and talk soon.